This week, we check our domes and bow to the power of the nose hair. Because all I got to say is, say what, bo, bo. Say what, bo, bo. Say what, bo, I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett. And we watch Bo, I mean anime. <laughs> Garrett, this week we are truly in need of a hero. One who will stand up for the, our lives, liberties, and the pursuit of luscious locks. Who would have thunk this hero would have had a golden fro and four foot nose hairs? This is a show that if explained would be confused for an LOL Japanese episode of The Simpsons. But no, it was made earnestly. A show so ridiculously Japan that there was no way it would ever make it to an American audience. Until it did. This week, we try our darndest to wrap our brains and nose hairs around the absurdist comedy action anime known as Bobo Bo Bobo Bobo. But before we begin, Garrett, what are new fans going to be expecting from this show? Shocky, 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 shocky. <laughs> which, which, for those out there, is apparently Salmon and is the chorus to the band that lives in his blonde fro. But we'll get there. Yes, yes, because of all things. You know, the, the things that you can reach out and grasp in this show are very small. <laughs> like, so, so a little bit of disclaimer, and I'm happy to disclose this, is I, I have ADHD. And this show fed some of my brain and then completely flustered the other half. <laughs> but I gave it my darndest. Uh, once again, um, we are going to be starting by bringing up our uh, host site, which is anchor.fm slash podcast. Uh, make sure you give us a five-star review as it'll help the show out and follow our social media as we go. Uh, Garrett, hit us with those handles. Absolutely. You definitely want to check us out on Instagram at Wanwa Podcast or see what's going on on Twitter at Weeb underscore Noob. All right. The only thing we got to do, Garrett, is breathe in, breathe out, because we are going to be talking about the almost absurd level of absurdity of the show known as Bo 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 Bo. Uh, <laughs> this is a show that came, the manga that came out 2001 to 2007. So this, as crazy as it was, got a pretty decent following and a pretty long lifespan for something that what it is. Uh, and there's an anime that ran for 76 whole episodes from 2003 to 2005. This was actually pretty popularly selling. It, it actually sold 7 million copies of the manga, When which when you talk about the content of the show, you're going to be like, how? And then you're going to be like, okay, sure. Uh, this also found a niche in the block of Toonami, like that weird uh, wedge before Adult Swim started, and you got to see Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Family Guy, and after Toonami. So this was like right after all like the kiddie shows of Dragon Ball Z and, and, and Naruto came out. So mm -hmm. this was a weird in-between. And the reason why I thought of it and remembered it was like, hey, I wonder what this show is all about is the title. And I heard the title while I was passing by in Toonami and I was like, what the heck is this thing? And mm -hmm. I was like, let's just try it for the podcast. And man, it was a lot. <laughs> so when you say let's try it for the podcast, you didn't watch it back in its Toonami days. We experienced this together. At the... We experienced this for the first time together. Now, here's the thing. Had I watched it as a kid, it would have been stuck in this weird, like, you know, frenetic, ah, real monsters, Rocco's modern life. Like, just I was just really excited to see things running around and being stupid all day. And I wouldn't have remembered any of it. So, <laughs> gotcha. but 
Um, so the author of this this uh, show uh, was was famous for be doing gag satire anime. So his big jam is to make like these rid- ridiculously one linery you know gag shows. Included Mute Kimon, which uh, is about an inv- invincible guy who. Uh, bleeds but never dies and he has a sidekick whose name is America Man who loves America so much and that's his power and then he has another show that he come, came up with called Fierce Rock Paper Scissors Island in which you know, like people's heads can explode if you pick the wrong you know rock paper scissor hand so you can kind of get the gist of what this guy's speed is about you know right <laughs> so before we start on what the show is all about because there's a lot um let's do our best and Gary I don't want you to look at the notes Let's just talk about how to A, pronounce it, and B, spell it. All right, Garrett? So all there's only three ways of spelling it. Don't look at the notes. And I want you to say either the word bow, space, or hyphen, because that's the only thing you have to do to spell out the title of this show. So go for it, man. Do your best. Spell it? Yeah. B-O. Yeah. Hyphen. B-O-B-O. So, okay. Bo-bo-bo. Bo-bo-bo. Okay. It's, it's actually three bows. Hyphen bow, so bo 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 bo, and then there's a space, and then bo hyphen bobo. <laughs> so it's bo 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 bo. So if you want to remember how to say it, really just try to do the Nick theme, like Nick 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 Nick, and that's exactly how you do it. Gotcha. It's just bo 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 bo, and that's you got it right that way. So, um, but what is the show? Why why is it called that? Well, that's the, the t- titular character. Um, and we're going to talk about the plot a little bit, Garrett. What the actual F is this show about, essentially? Uh, I don't know. A Joe Biden speech. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's our, he's our commander in chief. Um, what is this show about? Well, uh, so they kept referring to a word in the show, and I don't want to blow a later segment. Mm-hmm. Can I talk about, because you really can't understand the show unless you understand a word that begins with H. Yeah, the Hajike. Can I talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, let's let's back up like what, who's the characters? Let's let's give that oh. a space first. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's Bobo 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 Bobo. Yes. There, there's, like... there's Beauty. <laughs> there's Pickle. There's Don Patch, which is like, imagine if Sonic the Hedgehog was actually a coughed up hairball. <laughs> or like the Raisin Brand son <laughs> was, <laughs> was sassy and really weird. There, there's, there's a series of bald hair hunters that all look like the last airbender. <laughs> so... Uh... It's true. Uh, none of what Garrett said is false. Um, so I'm going to write what it says on the Wikipedia. Um, in the year 3000 and X, the entire world is under the tyrannical rule of the Maruhage Empire, which is basically- hey, can, we ju- can we just stop real quick? I want to go back to this late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> Do you remember when X made everything better? It did. It was like, it was the Mega Man thing. X. Yeah. <laughs> it's extreme. It's the XFL. And then just like the XFL- we realized it was a big failure to throw X on everything. <laughs> yeah, and uh, in this year of the most extreme 3,000 year, there's a ruler whose name is Tsuru Tsurulina, which means baldy, big, big, bald head, basically, of the Chrome Dome Empire, as it was stated in the English dub. And he has a bunch of, like, <laughs> bald brown shirts that go around and give people, like, super noogies that take out their hair. 
Right. And he t- and just go on, a- go on. I mean, you're making perfect cohesive sense. So there is a so in response to this is the hero Bobo 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 Bobo, mm-hmm. um, who stands against this evil regime. Um, and he fights this troop with his famous uh nose hairs, um, actually known as the fist of the nose hair. And... <laughs> well, which I'm really glad I picked up on that joke. Right. See, this is why you get this like one of your like we should have just like an a like a like a like a jingle that's like official <laughs> official fist and no reference. <laughs> <laughs> and so Garrett, what we're gonna do, because there's a lot is we're just going to see how much we remembered from this show. We're yeah. going to try to be, do our best to explain each episode to episode um, and try to just like wrap our heads around it because it's a lot. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a lot, a lot. Um, so, so let's talk about the first episode. And the first thing that I thought was actually pretty clever before my expectations got crushed uh, was they psyched us out in the first episode because I remember I, d- I had to like find these, buy these and give these to you in order for you to find them because they were like literally not in any site. Okay. And they were like, and the beginning of the episode was like previously on Bo, 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 Bo. Oh, like, what? Did I give you the wrong episode? Like what happened? <laughs> yes. And, and in fact, I, I watched that twice. <laughs> and at the absolute incorrect moment, I would press pause and go back and check the folder and be like, wait, I, I, I double clicked the right episode to watch, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, and then the, someone just jumps in and is like, what do you mean? This is a, this is a previous episode. We were just the first show we ever done. Like, whoopsie. Oh, whoopsie. <laughs> so I thought that was clever. I'm like, okay, we're in for a fun, comedic, well-timed romp. Okay, so then <laughs> we get to the show and we learn the Noogie Brown shirts are walking around ripping hair. I know, they they are annihilating uh, village follicles and just like just, every, every, everyone is turning into Moby. Yeah. And... <laughs> oh my God. And, and behind this rock is this purple haired, she might've been pink haired, I'm gonna say purple haired. Sure. This if Gary, haired girl. Gary, if you're wrong on any detail, it yep. will not matter. <laughs> and, and she's just watching things go down. And one of these these noogie brown shirt airbenders comes around the back of the rock. And, and see- like in tickle formations, like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to take off that head. That beautiful lots of yours. I know. And so she starts to run away. And suddenly the guy's riding a motorcycle. <laughs> and he's chasing her. And intervening is our hero question mark what is he so just so you know you know gary if i was to put on my my nerdy glasses uh japanese nomenclature is that the last name is first so the his last name is and his first name is so this dude shows up Looking with an outfit, looking like he walked down the catwalk and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Talk, yeah, give us a mental image of, of our Boba Bo that he's out so there. So he's he's absolutely buff, yeah, uh, but he has these shoulder pads that would make <laughs> the entire 1980s jealous. And, and they're like these rounded shoulder pads, and it's a belly shirt cut off, <laughs> and you can see his ass. He's wearing a schmedium. Oh, Oh, wait, is it his abs? Because he has Austin Powers-esque curly chest hair underneath. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, and of course, he has a perfectly 
shorn uh, blonde fro, which we'll learn a whole lot more about later. Has a um, lot of lore attached to that, that fro. And he appears to have, and this is why I said he looked like, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead catwalk, was because of the shoulder pads. But also, he has these like tiger stripes yes. on his arm. Yeah. And I don't really know what they are. I'm sure I'm sure there's a bit of absurd reason why that exists. And the he also has uh like mannequin glass sunglasses, like you know, the I forgot the character's name, the like fashion designer for mannequin, those like okay. really angular, you know, yep. lens the glasses, and he's got a mustache that doesn't connect in the middle, a kind of faded mm-hmm. mustache, and uh he has a very long pronounced no set of nose hairs that comes out of his nose Mm -hmm. um and that that seems to be his mode operandi when it comes to defeating the villains now first things first is this is clearly a parody of fist of the north star because the villains are all like abs and and touchdown shoulder pads you know those save for the fact they don't have any hair and Mm -hmm. bobo bo's clearly supposed to be the like ken walking through dust all the time style hero yeah he and like ken it's it's not about being witty in no. any way, shape, or no. form. Although or, we, or, yeah, I don't know, conscious. <laughs> so he has, so, so, so when I tell you that his nose hairs are pronounced and that they're his ways of, of, of vanquishing evil, talk us through the nose hairs because they're, they're an important part of the show. Uh, <laughs> okay. So talk us through it, Gary. What, what do they do? Uh, at his summoning... The nose hairs are able to provide both offense and defense. Right. Uh, so he can command them. Usually he says, fist of the nose hair, and that's like a battle cry. And the <laughs> nose hairs extend out. Now, you said four feet, but I think they've got way more range than that. Of course they do. Absolutely. Uh, usually it's in sort of a <laughs> spaghetti attack. Yes. Uh uh, it can punch someone in the face. It can disorient them. But I think perhaps my favorite was when he called on them to defend against a punch. And so they created like a cage around his head and the, and the villain paused and just punched him in the stomach. <laughs> he does. Uh, yeah, he does tend to use them as like a kind of a martial arts of the nose hair style. Mm-hmm. Uh, very ridiculous in that way. Um, Ooh, the nose hair style. But not only is it that he can combat his nose hairs, there's like a complete village living in his nostrils. He's got an old man who opens and closes shutters uh, to let people in and out of his nostrils. He's got By the a- way, breathing with roll-up doors in your nostrils must be incredibly it's, difficult. There, were, There's a lady who tends to do laundry at the most inopportune times using said nose hairs. Yeah. And uh, there's also a, like, booger brigade <laughs> where my favorite, which I was like, I wonder where this is going, is he actually hits a person in the nose with one of the nose hairs. Yep. And, and a booger's like, I'm going in. And he, like, zip lines down. It's like the circular booger. It's just because the guy's like, ah, he's like connected by a modem cable to his other nostril. It was, it, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of, that's the main joke. And that's the thing that makes the most sense of this show, weirdly enough. Um, because we learned the first episode's about his, his backstory. And I think that's the thing that I remember the most about it. Like, right. So he learned that as a little boy who had his fro, he can hear the voice of the hairs. And he's like walking around and people's hairs are just having like real melancholic conversations. <laughs> like, man, I could really use a sandwich. <laughs> wow, it's a really nice day out there. 
Yep. And he's just like, and he goes to his own hair. He's like, hey, I wonder why I can hear you guys talk. He goes, do you think I know why? <laughs> like, just no one knows why his hair's talking to him. Right. And uh, yeah, so. And then, but then one day <laughs> he comes across another person. He walked by them. I think their name was Uboki or Ajoki. Uboki, <laughs> Sure, <think>. sure. <laughs> and he hears their hair speak and he calls it out. And this person also has the ability to 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 listen to hair. And so they go on this what seemed like a picnic and bo 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 wants to ask him questions and the only information this guy can offer him is to use like acidic conditioner like to like help with the hair. And then and this just made me go because he, he's trying to ask him about his hair and his abilities and the meaning of life and this guy goes so do you wear boxers or briefs? <laughs> It's the the change of pace in this show is so stark that you're like, wait, where are we going with this? I don't know what's happening. I am, I clearly have no understanding. By the way, everything so far still not the most ridiculous. No, backstory. seriously, I could follow this. This first episode had things I could follow, which was <laughs> difficult because this show <laughs> likes to use a trick. When he has a flashback, you don't just float off the screen to the flashback. A la Wayne's oh, world. Like, yeah, you don't no. Scooby do it. No. <laughs> you get this vignette of like, let's all go to the movies. Let's all go to the movies. And and it brings you through this like, this, 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 this <laughs> like I said, this vignette where you're going through the doors of the theater, <laughs> crowd, uh, crowd clapping, and it shows you the movie of his freaking flashback which of course the initial screen says bow productions <laughs> and she goes well that's interesting well she goes so you're telling me hair is alive and he goes well actually it's because my dad is a hair follicle so now we learn we go back to the movie vignette so so know that this is not this is the second time we've now gone through the movie the several doors of the movie to learn that his dad is like this bouncing black sperm that yes. like yes like who, who <laughs> sells him down the river because yeah because the the bald people are like oh we're gonna steal we gotta you know take your hair away because that's like the main crux of the evil empire and his dad's like i'm not the one they should get get him and he's like dad and then then bobo Bo goes oh i'm gonna avenge my father and he goes no he sold you down the river he sacrificed you <laughs> so yeah and once again this is stuff you can follow <laughs> and then the only thing that i thought was pretty funny was that <laughs> there's this like side character called Pickle and his only thing is just that he gets denied access to the story. <laughs> Basically, he's like, I'm going to tell you the story, but not you, Pickle, you suck. And, like, <laughs> and it's this little like... No, Pickle was, yes, it was a pickle chip, but it was <laughs> like a combination of like Towley from South Park and Usopp from... <laughs> From One Piece. Imagine like a neon because green flip-flop with like face. Towley. It looked like Towley, but when he would react, he would do like the big lips and the eyes out that uh, that uh, Usopp does. But it was yes, and he's basically like a Vlasic pickle chip yes. that has feet and arms. Right. And, and he's and he's like a running joke in the first episode. And at and then, the end of the first episode, there's a quote that says, and then we never saw a pickle again. <laughs> and this is where it's like, okay, I'm getting the humor. I'm understanding it. And then it goes straight off the rails. So let's 
before we do that, Garrett, um, let's talk about the characters we meet. We meet Beauty, who is like the girl that's near Purple him. Purple-haired the girl. Yep. Then we meet Pickle, who is a character we'll never speak of after uh, episode one. And then we meet like a bad guy whose name is Tokoro Tenosuke. So basically, as you said, most bad guys, the generals of this mad army, are Avatar meets uh, the Road Warriors, you know, meets, you know, fitness made simple ab, ab monsters. But there's this one guy who is literally like a Jello jiggler from yeah. from the '90s. Remember when they tried to make kids make Jello jigglers, where they no, were like, "So correct me if I'm wrong, is Jello jiggler where your mom would basically make Jello in a sheet pan and then yes. you get a cookie cutter? Yes, create a shape. Okay, that's they tried to make it like it was this really cool, fun thing. Oh, let's play with it. <laughs> I don't want to jiggle my dinosaur I just made. That's weird. But this guy was like, imagine that, but Gumby shaped. And he was just like, your voice is making me jiggle. <laughs> so he's a guy you're going to know. And then, as we said, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more later about Don Pachi, who is the uh, sunburst character of the, of the show. But in English, a lot of these jokes don't make sense unless you know Japanese. So in English, the, the dubs, they give them different names so uh Takoro Tenosuke uh his his name Jelly Jiggler so mm -hmm. it wasn't far off to call him a Jello Jiggler because that's what they called him called yeah. him Jelly Jiggler and then Don Pachi's name is Papa Rocks uh in in the English sub so sure. my life in two pieces <laughs> oh sorry that's Papa Roach <laughs> this is my hot GK uh <laughs> so, so so folks we're gonna take you on a complete left turn detour uh, into the second episode. Before we do, I, I have to make it clear what it is we're approaching, why this is important, because there's going to be a lot of shows out there and, that are called comedies. And as an English audience, you're going to be like, what the hell is this? Yep. It's going to be this really, it, it's called Manzai humor. So Manzai, for those who don't know, as in most people, is, and because I, I had to look it up today, is basically like, it really relies on puns, uh, double talk, breaking the fourth wall, a lot of winking at the camera, uh, non-sexualized cross-dressing, visual gags, um, pop culture references. Uh, so it's called, like, it's like non-sequitur humor. It's like humor that, imagine if you took the joke uh, that Family Guy pushes, which is like, you think Ditch Beard would imagine if you just, they call it the manatee joke in, yep. in, in, in South Park. Imagine you did that every second and a half. <laughs> and that's what this style of humor is. It's so quick. Um, and I also liken it to the like, and it also bases the idea on a straight man, funny man idea called the Tsukome and the Bokeh. Uh, kind of like the who's on first bit, you know? And, and those who don't know, Abbott and Costello was this famous like vaudevillian comedy troupe. And they had this bit where they talked about these like baseball players named who, what, and, and I don't know. And it was just kind of like the joke was based on that idea. So imagine that in a Japanese context, but really fast. Right. And that's generally what Manzai humor is. And, and to, to add to that, and again, I know I'm the noob, but in watching the three episodes that we watched, um, they kept saying this word, Hajike, Hajike, yeah. Hajike, Hajikeist, and the Hajike of the Hajikeist. Yeah. And it got to a point where I was like, okay, I normally wait for Kyle to explain everything, yeah. but I need to look this up. And once I looked up what Hajike meant, everything came together right. a little bit more. And if I may, right. these are not my words, but these are the words I looked up. They're probably from like the fanpedia or something. Sure. Yeah, like yeah. That. But Here, go ahead. Be the weave this time. Go for it. Hajike 
is the art and philosophy of doing bizarre or unexpected things in order to confuse, fight, outdo others, or as a regular way of life. So Mm -hmm. the moment I knew that, or the moment I read that, and then I started watching the show, I was like, ah, it's absurdist. It's, Mm -hmm. and, and not that it made, I'm I'm acting like it was an epiphany. I still had no idea what was going on. (laughs) Once I understood that it was okay, because the point was to just hop all over the place. I got a little bit more comfortable with it. I laughed a few more times. Right. It's, and it also like the funny thing is that you learn about this big backstory of this bald kingdom that's ruining the world but literally the the four episodes that i watched after it had nothing to do about that subplot <laughs> and it was literally about who could be the weirder person fights you know who, who could be the weirder haji kayer of the group essentially so i appreciate you taking that into consideration because i know for me i was like what the heck are they talking about being a haji k list i was like what is that so uh so let's do our best uh, now that mm-hmm. we're back into the show to now mm-hmm. answer the second question of what the actual <laughs> happened in episode two, because it starts <laughs> with a dog election. <laughs> <laughs> so, this was freaking hilarious. It, was, it, wasn't, I, it wasn't necessarily a dog election, but it was like election for prime minister of like the entire region. And we were inside on election night, the headquarters of the canine party. <laughs> and they are they were like hillary clinton in 2016 they expected victory and someone walked in the room and said sorry you got drowned you got zero votes and they're like he's like why i've been thinking a lot about japan and it's in its future and he's like because you're a dog maybe and they're like <laughs> and then like and then we never spoke of that again <laughs> that was maybe in the three episodes, I know that's not a giant sample size. That was maybe the funniest scene to me. Yeah, <laughs> because then we get introduced to Don Pachi again. Um, he is the leader of the uh, uh, the Hajikeists, but really his name Don Pachi is a is a pun. Uh, Don is like a big like boom. It's like a big boom sound, yep. and Pachi it means to burst. So he's, his name is like like a firework sound. It's like Don Pachi. It's very like he's so oh. he, so he's more of like a sunburst, and so that's what you see all the characters say for this one guy who's like dressed like a you know a smooth criminal, and he's like yeah. a normal human in this gang, um, and he hears he thinks that um, that Bobo 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 is part of this wig clan or whatever, so he yeah. challenges him to a duel of this Haji K variety Garrett, and let's see how much you and I absorb from this episode because I had trouble following, but go for it. I, what? No, I mean, so I don't remember any part. Okay, here's what I remember. They they meet Smooth Criminal, Blonde yes. Smooth Criminal. He accuses the them of being a part of, by them, the Smooth Criminal accuses Bo 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 Beauty uh, and, um, well, at least those two, of yeah. being a part of the wig gang, which yeah. we don't know what the wig gang is yes. yet. Um, and he is smooth criminal surrounded by these little hairballs. 
Um, which are so like, like sunbursts, mini, like miniature, they're like mini Don Pachis. Yes, yeah, yeah, they're like little they're flames. like ding ding pikas. I don't know. Um, <laughs> like imagine the spot from the Seven Up commercials, that little cartoon character, but like without the sunglasses. Right, and That's so what... Smooth Criminal says you're going to be my boss, and he's going to take care of you because we are avenging all those who are losing their hair. Right. And it looked like a circus sideshow trailer that they like lifted the curtain and Don Pachi looked like he just finished a 72 hour bender in Las Vegas. <laughs> Very tired, low energy, hashtag low energy. And he passes out in front of everyone. And the way that Smooth Criminal and the other sunbursts get him to get awake is they give him like monster energy drinks. Yes, yes. Copious amounts of monster energy drinks. <laughs> in order to wake him up. And then he turns into something more like a star. And <laughs> when he wakes up and he's in the star form, Bobo, Bobo, Bobo grabs him, sticks him upside down into his fro and goes, aha, a hat. <laughs> there we go, folks. That's the kind of humor you're going to get because the but, pun is that he was trying to make a cicada noise of Boshi and he goes, what, Boshi? And Boshi means hat? And that's a yep. really far esoteric way of saying, oh, you said hat, so I'm going to make you a hat. I don't know. It was the but, but this, we were also glossing over before this, my <laughs> second favorite moment from the show. Yeah. We find out that <laughs> we find out that Boba Boba Bo's hair is it's it's a it's a blonde fro, but it's also a helmet slash living community. It's like and a pokeball. It's like it opens up in half. At one point, like at one point, the top half of his fro comes off, and these two chipmunks are sitting at a cafe table, Ryu and Risu, and she's trying to break up with him. And he's like, no, I love you. No. And this subplot. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. So I know why you brought it up, Garrett, because, you know, Don Pachi, the the sun, you know, the raisin brand mascot got put into his head and pulls out the spike of one of his starbursts yes. and what the female chipmunk goes he now's my chance to lose this dunce and she goes i'm leaving now and the chipmunk's like no like what <laughs> what and then hajime goes but that was also because he challenges him to a ridiculous off basically uh let's do yeah. a weird thing off to like elicit emotion mm-hmm. and the theme was christmas <laughs> And it was this at this point where I texted you, Garrett. And I go, Garrett, I'd like you to just do three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes. So then we get this sad story of him selling artificial fish cakes in the snow. Everybody's a normal human being, save for this little sun man. Yep. selling fish cakes and then all of a sudden he's like oh if i don't sell these fish cakes i'm gonna be ruined and then this woman well, he's gonna go home to his abusive roommate or roommate. parent will beat him for not selling the fish sticks and she so this girl runs by and goes this is a party hi and he goes i see my chance and so don pachi goes to this party and proceeds to just ruin the whole party making everybody try to eat his fish sticks essentially yes. And 
And this is where I'm like, I'm like having trouble with my my brain's capacity to understand things that happen. And mm-hmm. it's like fish sticks, eat the fish sticks, and they're like, you ruined the party. And he goes, that's it. And like as if he like had done this great gesture. Yeah. And it was insane. And then <laughs> I'm Bobo- struggling to remember. I'm struggling to remember the sad story of of Bobo 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 though. But he gives a sad story. I don't remember it either. And so he thinks, so now Don Pachi is like, oh, you scarred me. You finished me off. He goes, wait, I got one more thing under my belt. And so he just goes, and he just does that for like 10 seconds. And he goes, oh my God, what are you doing? And it was, (laughs) (laughs) and I thought to myself, how, (laughs) how did this get made? Where's this going? So and yeah, <laughs> I got the constant feeling. Um, I know you and I both enjoy SNL, right? I don't think either of us are the like like we catch it when we can, but we don't like have to watch it every week, right? Uh, there's a sketch last season, or maybe season before that, called Diner Lobster. Yes, and. It's John Mulaney, and it's a it's a sketch that he always wanted to do when he was a writer on SNL, mm-hmm. and they were like, "That's stupid, you can't do it." And then he came back and hosted once, and they're like, "That's stupid, you can't do it." Mm-hmm. And then he came back to host again, and it has. Here's what it is: it's a bunch of SNL artists the night before dress rehearsal, short a skit at 2 a.m., drunk and or high in the writer's room, throwing together every stupid idea that they've ever thought of and, like, crumpling it into this mess of a skit. And that's what I got this entire time, is it just seemed like three guys were sitting in the room and they kept out-stupiding one another. <laughs> and that's why I think it... And it's, then... Yes, and I and, and and like nothing and nothing was going to the chopping block. It's like sure, are we having a dog election? You know, why it. not? <laughs> uh, Wes Anderson made a movie about dogs that came years later, but you know, right. And then there's a sad story where a son is trying to sell an sun son is trying to sell fish sticks. Sure, like gives a lot of that, and so this is kind of lends myself to the question that well, first off, let's let's do what I wanted to do the last time we talked about episodes is. I feel like on the bow scale, which means how ridiculous this thing, episode one, how many bows would you give that on the bow, 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 bow ridiculous scale? How many bows would you give that? Uh, so the bow scale goes up to 100 because 10 would not allow enough room for bow. Right. right. Um, episode two, pretty strong, uh, 70 bows. 70 bows. <laughs> 70 total bows. Ten minutes later. So let's talk about like remember, and I want to remind us how the the theme of today's episode was that this came to the United States in kind of primetime television. Now, to give it a little context, as a weeb, what I think I, I don't want to speak for all Americans who started getting anime, but Cartoon Network did a really good job of introducing anime to the masses in the form of Toonami, which was the younger uh, based anime show. So that had like the Dragon Ball Z's, the the Naruto's Bleach was on that. I mean, that's how I got introduced to a lot of the shows was 
what did Toonami play? You know, Zatch Bell, it, you know, it played card captors, played a lot of different shows. And then in the evening, you would get Adult Swim, which had Family Guy. It had your, you know, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It had Metalocalypse. It had these really weird, absurdist American shows. But then, like, at 1 o'clock in the morning, you would see, like, Outlaw Star. And that's when I got really excited. Because those are the shows I like to watch because they were serious and less kiddie. But I really enjoyed that they were playing them. And so, but no, but this show, Bo 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 Bo, came out at 10 a.m., 10 p.m., right at the butt end of Toonami ending and Adult Swim is because Adult Swim came out at like 11, 8, 11 p.m. So yep. like Futurama would be on at 11 p.m. And then Family Guy would be 11.30 and then you would get to like the, the William Street shows until one and then it would be anime until morning basically. Okay. So before we start on that, like let's talk about William Street, which I think is really important for, I think is a good explainer of why this, how this came to the United States because William Street humor and talk us through. Let's talk this through, Gary. Like, what if you were to find William Street humor, the the Aqua Teen Hunger Forces, the Space Ghost Coast to Coast style humor, the you know, like, what, how would you define it? Metalocalypse, like, what would you define it as? Irreverent, right? Um, a cohesive story is not necessary, right? Um, and I would say and absurdist. And I, I would think. say almost cloyingly. I mean, absurdist. they had a character named Frylock. Right. Because he's a talking McDonald fry container and his his dreadlocks are made of fries. And he could shoot magic beans out of his eyeballs. And they were also, in my mind, cloyingly tongue-in-cheek. Like, they thought that they were the funniest guys in the world. And there were times I was like, you guys need to shut the heck up. Because, like, their humor is so specific and it's kind of like that family guy joke where he says the thing over and over and over again it's like when he grabbed his knee and was like ah ah and did that for like two minutes and that was yeah. the joke that's what william street would really lean into that like if we do it enough people will eventually find it funny mm -hmm. and it's just like barrage you with stupid to the point where you fought, then find the humor in it. And I think that was kind of the big thing that most people took out of it. Like sure. the shows that I liked from William Street were like, I liked, um, we both liked Metalocalypse. Um, I did not like the squid, the, what is it? The squid billies. I did not like that show. No, no. I didn't, I kind of was, I was okay with Aqua Teen Hunger Force because I, I went to college and that was like the show that everybody liked in college. Yeah. Um, but I liked it a little bit. And and I think that's it. And then Space Ghost, I kind of got. Oh no no! Space Ghost was phenomenal. Why why'd you like it so much? Why'd you like Space Ghost? Uh, okay. Same reason why you liked Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Nostalgia. I remember one of my high school buddies, Ed, hanging out at his house and watching Space Ghost Coast to Coast, and just wondering, like, because was there ever an actual Space Ghost yes. in like? There was a real Space Ghost character. Right. Yeah. So they set it up. It was as if Conan O'Brien <laughs> had written a talk show and then instead of doing it himself, inserted Space Ghost. And it was the two sidekicks that had me rolling. It was the one that looked like a praying mantis. Yeah. And then it was the other one, which I think the name began. Oh, hold on. I have to look this up. I'm sorry. Space Ghost. Coast to coast. Basically, William Street had no money to play with, so they took a, like a dead like IP and they made something of it. My favorite was they took um, Birdman, who was like this like Hawkman, you know, 
really bad cartoon and they made him a lawyer. <laughs> He's called, you know, Hawkman. No, it was, it was Hawkman. It was Hawkman attorney at law. And so they took all like the stock footage of, of Hawkman from like the 1970s cartoon and they made him yeah. a lawyer, which was really funny. So, and they did that kind of stuff with, with the space codes. They took like an old dead IP and they took like three scenes from it and just right. like reconfigured it to make a joke. And that was kind of William Street's humor. Right. And so the character I'm thinking of is Brack. And there's oh, literally yeah. a quote. I'm 36 years old. There's literally a quote I remember from 13 years old where he goes, Alec Baldwin? Who's Alec Baldwin? <laughs> and like, I don't, whatever it was that I remember that stupid joke like 16 years later. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's it's that absurdist style humor. So I could imagine this show, bo 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 flies in front of their radar. And I feel like Adult Swim is making Cartoon Network some serious money because I don't think people were watching during the day. They were watching at night when Family Guy was on. That's literally the bread and butter of, of Cartoon Network at that time before Fox took it back again. And this really weird Afro guy, which is poorly translated because I don't know how any English translator is going to, make any of these jokes make sense and and they said sure let's let's see this really weird thing and, and just make and just like put it out there and not explain it and that's going to be the joke and that's why i think it came to the united states so that that's that's kind of what i thought the whole show was about um so so yeah uh and finally let's go to the last uh episode we're going to do what the actual <laughs> happened in part three in episode three in which bobo bo is uh, being pulled by Beauty in a cart dressed as a hamburger, inexplicably. I love, by the way, that you've thrown crap to the wind for our segments tonight and put the F-bomb in all of them just to yes. censor yourself later. Oh, man, I'm going um, to add so many bakas. It's going to be great. <laughs> right. So, so what do you remember from this episode? For whatever here? reason, as they're traipsing through the forest, Beauty is pulling... A, a sled that looks like it, it it looks like that terrible like burger king chicken sandwich that came on like a long <laughs> sme seed roll Garrett, you're talking about the classic fried chicken sandwich and yes i still order that <laughs> and and well so not only is uh bobo Bo laying across it but we go through like the entire episode, which we're going to go into, and there's all this stupidity and blah, 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 blah. And then at the end, he just hops back into his bun to be pulled away into the next episode. And she's, and Beauty is going, who's, it's essentially the straight man character who's pointing out the ridiculousness of things, is like, man, I could really use a hamburger. I wonder why I have a hankering for a hamburger while she's pulling this man in a hamburger bun. It's like, what? <laughs> so this, this whole episode is based on the idea that Bobo Bo, the hero of the story, goes to this fair that yep. ex- consists of anthropomorphized food and proceeds to just beat the like snot out of everybody what, for what, no reason. It's like whatever furries are, but for food. Yeah, like and they and they and they're like they're like Pokemon and that they say their name when they get punched. So plum, they're plum, yeah, plum, 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 ketchup, ketchup, ketchup. Like it. And there's no reason for this. It's not like they're evil. He just decided to do it. And then at some point, a Chinese guy assaults Beauty and says, marry me, marry me, marry me, marry me. And I'm like, what is the joke Wait, here? And, and they called his character Chinese guy. <laughs> I was like, hey, so Chinese what's, guy. what's the joke? <laughs> and he, 
he looks like you know when they were passing like the the Chinese Exclusion Act, all the caricatures of Chinese people, yeah. like yeah, to yeah. like keep you out of out of business, basically. Imagine that person assaulted this girl and was just screaming "Marry me" at her several times. Oh my god! I, I don't know what the joke is, but <laughs> just like stuck to me. And so then he he just basically challenges the fair. This is just stuff that I remember. Can't say this is exactly what happens. Mm. To a Hajikeist off to challenge the person who is the most absurd of the fair. Right. And what shows up are essentially three sticks of dynamite. Um, <laughs> and, and and if you are following folks, that's what happened. Exactly what happened. Right. And so she, they go, oh, yeah, you think you're absurd? You think you're bad? You ain't nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and so he goes, so in order to start this Hajikeist uh, seminar, he joins the stock market. And he's like, you want to see me be ridiculous? Ah! It just like adds all of his money to penny stocks. And he loses it. And they're like, how much did you lose? He's like, 500 billion. <laughs> 500 million. And it just said bankrupt. And they're like, well, what? you're amazing at this. Like, it's just like a person going like, hey, what would you do to be ridiculous? And he's like, look at all this money. My credit cards steal my identity. Yay. Like that what? was the plot of the show up until the first half. Oh, my God. What else do you remember, man? Because I. I uh, well, I remember at some point uh, that the wick on one of the dynamites gets lit. And Beauty goes, wait a minute. You're not dynamite. You're fireworks. He's like, what? And, I'm a firework? Yep. And he floats into the sky. And yet again, instead of blowing up like a firework, he, like a parachute comes out <laughs> and he floats back down to earth. It was, he was that firework that like, you think something's going to happen, but it's like the tester one that just goes, that just makes a loud poof. And that's it. No, no colors or anything like that. Then we come across my reference from the very beginning of the episode. Yes. Where, where there is an, uh, Kyle, uh, you, you described it properly in your notes here, an emo band <laughs> inside, inside was, his, uh, inside his fro. But what was the name of the band? The what band, was the name of the band? Was it like Scratch or I something like that? I, I think it was band, called Scratch or something like that. The band starts singing a song in which they just name food ingredients. Well, this which was is their... why the <laughs> go ahead, Garrett. Which is why the chorus is about salmon. <laughs> and this was their final performance, Garrett. By the way, and apparently everybody oh, knew these people. <laughs> that, that was the most absurd part of it. Was all of a sudden this blue-haired dude is in an afro going, "Guys, this is the last time we'll ever be performing together." And I'm like, "Who are you?" <laughs> and all the girls like, "No." And then he sings his like salmon tuna bro. Yeah. And it was just like at this point, Garrett, I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know how this could go any crazier. And, and then, then and then we just move on from the fair. <laughs> and they just move on. And they go to the woods. And Beauty is, by the way, still pulling this hamburger bun behind him, is uh, distracted because there's this cute little duck head peeking around the uh, the tree going honk, 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 like quacking at her basically. I'm sorry, I honked. I, I know that's not what a duck sounds like, but basically was quacking at her. And so yep. she's like, ooh, how cute a duck. And so she tries to look around and Garrett, what does she see? She sees a man in leather lederhosen. Very Butt out, muscular. Butt out. This man is a leather daddy. He's a submissive <laughs> leather daddy, this man. And he's wearing on his head this black underwear in which 
the duck is a phallic like instrument he's making um, his unicorn fantasies with these underwear right. yes and and at first we're like oh so it's kind of like he he's luring her he has this he's like a he's like a, one of those things called the uh those like fish that have like the light in front of them the king, yeah yes. <laughs> the kingfishers or grandfishers <laughs> and and she she goes around the corner and she's like you pervert you pervert <laughs> which is very obvious because man was like on all fours going like and like while it was honking he was like humping the ground he's like and then i don't remember if bobo bobo bo insults the duck or if the wearer of the duck insults the duck but suddenly the duck comes to life yep. and is greatly insulted by being called underwear because he is not underwear he is a duck but wait how do we know this? How do we, How know, do we this? know it's true? How do we know it's false? Speak again. Well, the blonde fro opens yet again, and some sage old Asian duck. <laughs> it was like someone was like, What does the guy who owned my bodega look like? Let's make him a duck. And with the comb over and the yes, glasses. Yeah. Yes. And he explains to him this story of his past where. This duck, who is the old man, went out into the world. This was like the summer of love in Duck World, according to him. Right. He was at like a pompadour. He was looking like John Travolta in yeah. Greece. He One was like might call this story a duck tale. <laughs> <laughs> and so he he's where he, this duck has a pompadour. He's riding a Harley and he goes out and he's so upset because he's single and he wants a girlfriend. And all these other ducks have um have significant others yes the the his his he finally his, meets yeah. the love of his life which yeah. is a pair of human panties yes but a panties named kaori like he said the name so slowly which, by the way that was the second time kaori was mentioned because kaori yeah. was also the girl that went on the group date with boba boba bo and bo, 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 yeah and tenshu <laughs> or whatever like last episode so basically this guy is like my family they didn't want me to marry the underwear but i married the underwear i got a job i created a life for us and it was happily ever after oh and by the way you're not a duck you're a swan and he goes what like that was the that was the answer he had <laughs> yeah. been longing for not the story of love between underwear and an animal and how but, that biologically happens where you make a right. head head right. of a duck body of pansy ponsu and, I don't and know. at the end of it he says but you can be whoever you want to be and he's like yeah i'm underwear <laughs> and then oh and then bobo bo jumps back into his bun and uh ends with the same joke they started with which is like man i can release a hamburger right now that was <laughs> the whole episode guys now if you had trouble following the five minute explainer imagine sitting for 28 minutes and trying to figure it out yourself whoa i had trouble as an adult watching this so <laughs> let's step back garrett and and just really think ahead and be i want to be kind to this show because there is some nostalgia maybe it's rose-colored glasses i didn't like I would say if I watched this as a kid, I would have thought of it as any other, you know, Saturday morning cartoon with too much sugar. Just it was frenetic and it was like the ultimate warrior. All I did was enjoy the colors and the running and the loud music. And that was not for me. So I want to be nice to it, that it did have a place somewhere. It wasn't like just this esoteric. No one ever heard of it. Um, so let's start with the first two questions we always ask. The first one is, would you keep watching knowing what you know about Bobo, 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 Bobo? 
No and yes. Right. I will not seek out more episodes. However, if you and I were together and we were like, let's see where this goes. <laughs> or or if we were like hanging out on like a beach weekend and, <laughs> and we're like, hey, let's show our wives this thing. <laughs> like in that, yeah. So I'd probably be willing to consume another like four or five episodes in the name of hilarity. Right. Um, but But that's about it. I would say also that I want, this is one where I actually kind of want to see what they did with the dub. So I'd actually go through it again, but with the dub to see how an English translator would go even close to translating this because even the translator for the subtitles had to like bring up the joke. Like they had to explain the joke. Like half the screen was the explainer of why this was funny. And I'm like, guys, it's not going to work. I don't know how this is supposed to be be fair to stuff. So I agree. I would say if I'm going to do it again, I would say dub. And you'd be, it would be an adventure in edibles and it would be, yeah, it would, I would have, I would not have to have work the next day Mm -hmm. to really tackle this show um, because I had trouble with it. Um, But next thing we're going to do is what we always do every week, which is called the Weebid Noob Score. The Weebid Noob Score doesn't mean whether the show is good or bad because as much as we've been like saying this thing's ridiculous, like sure, like sure, try it. Why not? Right. Like there's a reason why I was on American TV give it a go but what it really means is like where we put our priority to Um, a high score means this is an exemplary show of that that really highlights what anime is all about um so watch it now versus a low score which is like put this in your like yeah adventure and animal moments Mm -hmm. time with you so i want i'm honestly very excited to hear what you give the score for for bo 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 Karen's like, I have to breathe in and breathe out. <laughs> Think about the pond soup with the duck head. Six. Interesting. I, I'm, that's impressive because I thought this is like a sub five easily for you. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe I'm a little too generous because I don't want to come across as just like a, I'm trying to, part of this whole experiment uh, is I'm just trying to keep my mind open to things right. that might not necessarily be my right. cup of tea. Right. And again, I got to tell you that first episode had me hating it. But once I learned the once I read the concept of Hajike, which is that it's basically absurdist and they're jumping around in the name of mm-hmm. trying to catch you off guard, I became mm-hmm. a little bit more um, open to it. Uh, the animation itself is dated because the show is dated. Uh, the storyline, there's none to speak of. None, none to speak of. Um, so yeah, it could easily drop to a five, 5.5. I still wouldn't give it less than five because I think mm. it's, I mean, I'm going to stay at six and I'm going to stay at six because I'm going to, the show's probably worth a five, but I'm going to give him an extra point for being, for being up to the task of, cre- of going to their boss and saying, yes, we should put this on television. <laughs> and got 76 episodes in return. Right. I would say for me, and this is going to come with a caveat. It's I'm going to give it a 4.5, but that's because I haven't listened to the dub. I feel like if I had the dub, this is one of the things where I really think in English translators, I might help me a little bit. So I think it might be go up to like 5, 5.5 if it was like as you presented it on Toonami, because that would have been dubbed. So I would have I, I I would say maybe the dub if it's if it's see if it's serviceable would give it a five point five like Eric did. But as I as I watched it as a subtitled show, I give it a four point five. Now this kind of quick absurdist based on pun and double speak and breaking the fourth wall humor is not my cup of tea. There's a show out there called Gintama that everybody loves. 
but it really leans into this style of humor. And I, I just, I guess I have trouble following it. I bet if I, if I had the attention span, like a lot of people do to appreciate it for what it is, then I might give it a more of a score. So don't, so take my, my weeb opinion with a grain of salt that there's people out there that like it and can follow this. And if what I said to you was just like, I like leading into really stupid stuff. And there was people when I was reading reviews were like, I love this stuff. It's so stupid. I love it. Like, there's people out there that like that kind of stuff. And so you might find yourself really enjoying it. There's people who gave it nines and tens on my anime list. And I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. So this is really just two guys' opinions. And we watched the sub. So we watched a very specific subsect of it. And we didn't watch it when it came out in on Toonami. So like, I think there's a lot to be said of place and space when it comes to this show. But yeah. also at the same time, like, you, if you watch it cold... <laughs> And, and it wasn't because your your buddy said, hey, watch this show for a podcast. And you just said, what a stupid name. Let me check this out. You're not, it's going to be really hard to follow. <laughs> right. It's really that simple to say. Like, it's going to be and, very and, hard to follow. Everything you said, I love that you're giving it the, the context that you are. Because while this was not like our cup of tea, mm-hmm. I also recognize that I might be in the minority for thinking things like Assy McGee are right. like comedic genius. <laughs> I love Assy McGee too. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the thing like for, for for base humor there's like kind of different subsects there's a slapstick like you like hitting pe- people there's people who like to get hit in the nuts right and then there's people who like farts poops and like you know peeing and like bought you know bathroom humor i tend to fall in that category and there's people that right. like 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 the clown college people who are like well i love being wacky and that's their cup of tea too and you know that might not be mine but you may find that stuff hysterical and for if that's the case bobo 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 bo might be for you 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so as we uh you know you know think about this show in new light and we kind of give it the grace that it needs it's still also really 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 important to hear your thoughts is Bo 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 the type of show that you think is absurdist genius masterpiece, the best that Japanese humor has to offer and was like a tsunami classic? Or did you think it was just like real hard to follow, really stupid, really silly, absurdist? Let us know in the comments below because we really want to keep the conversation going, especially for a show that is so controversial as this one. Um, you can always follow us on all of our social media platforms, such as Twitter at B underscore new, or you can follow us on uh, uh, Instagram at Wamble Podcast. Uh, you can also follow us at anchor.fm slash Wamble Podcast. But when you do, uh, make sure you just give us a five, 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 five star review. It really helps elevate the show and get people to see more of it, um, especially with great content like this one where we're talking about <laughs> duck underwear. Uh, so before we close the chapter on this, uh, Garrett, what are your final thoughts on Bo 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 Bo? Bring back pickle. Bring back pickle. I want that arc. <laughs> so we're I, gonna. I want to see them journey into the desert to bring back pickle from the evil brine queen. <laughs> so we're gonna be combing our froze, flexing our nose hair, wearing our tight shirts, and uh, tackling beauty. All in all, to wish you all fantastic. See you next week. Take care, y'all. Would you please tell us about any special qualifications that you have? 
Mr. Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo, let's start with you. Right. Special skills? I got one. I do it in front of a fan. I open my mouth. Oh. I've been doing it for years. 